0: you are the worst
1: I'm not the worst I'm the best
0: hi you're listening to booze bullshit and true crime I'm Wade and I'm Bree and that's normally not her voice Nor mine. (laughs) What else? Oh my god, we're gonna talk about some gnarly shit.
1: Yes! Yes, we are. Some really gnarly shit. Some really gnarly sad shit. That's your
0: catchphrase. I can't say yours.
1: But it's our podcast catchphrase. But that's yours. It's gnarly shit. I remember (laughs) I remember when I was working at Wells Fargo and I was texting Wade and I was like, we need some kind of (laughs) like thing that we say in the beginning we can't just like introduce ourselves we need a thing
0: this wasn't all one text message by the way either it was like let her me random tell my story a text for me
1: let me tell my story
0: uh, i just need to put it in context for everybody else oh my goodness that way they could read it how i read it
1: so if you listen to i don't remember what podcast the progression is but for the first few <laughs> episodes what
0: it's like one what four, episode not what podcast eight
1: No, it's like one through four. I say, like, I don't have a fancy tagline, but I'm going to talk about some gnarly shit. And then it just kind of...
0: Turned into us talking about gnarly shit.
1: And then it is, so that's what I say.
0: And that's correct and accurate.
1: let's talk about some gnarly shit, but first...
0: We have other stuff to talk about. Oh, Why are you
1: trying to puff your chest out at me? Because
0: I was making fun of you. Okay. What did we do this weekend? Super hot in this house.
1: It is very hot. We have the heater and the fireplace. Our pig is very happy. We are very hot.
0: And high.
1: Yes. Who knew that pigs really like to be warm, though? Like, they like to be snuggly. They like to be fucking the warmest they can possibly be. That is her happy place.
0: Happy, happy, happy.
1: Yes. But what all did we do? I had... A gathering on Saturday.
0: That's what you call it. It's not a party. It's a gathering.
1: It's not a party. It's a gathering.
0: It's a gathering.
1: The point was not to get fucked up.
0: The point was to gather and mean
1: The point was to support each other.
0: Okay. Yes. And then we went snowboarding. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was it. We had a gathering.
1: No, we had a bunch of women over at the house and we all like. Did some meditation and talked and supported each other, and it was really, really nice. Women being nice to women, even if they're strangers, that was really cool. I also got to set my hula hoop and a baton on fire. The hula hoop, tw- <laughs> the hula hoop worked well. The baton did not. No. I almost caught on fire.
0: You almost caught yourself on fire.
1: The baton caught on fire okay it's really
0: short dude it's
1: like I know. this big i saw
0: how short it was but you can't hold it vertically the fires will. that's not my
1: problem i had to get off the excess fuel mm. I, I can't dance with it if i just hold it this way
0: uh, okay <laughs> okay
1: and then we snowboarded
0: we did do that
1: you want to tell them about that while i go get myself one more shot
0: uh we went snowboarding told him i don't know what else to tell him tell oh him we broke spencer tell him, him about
1: my butt and tell him about spencer
0: oh those not the f- so we went up chair one the longest run and at the very top no, first run no,
1: no no it was chair two because we were going up to the very very tippy top because we were going down chair seven
0: uh she didn't take you out on chair one
1: no she definitely took me out on chair two like okay. hard
0: okay okay Evidently, it was chair two, the very top of the mountain, and Brie went so hard to her butt, it wasn't even funny. I, I felt the mountain shake.
1: But why did I go to my butt? Don't say it like that, you fucking asshole.
0: Because Spencer took... You already told them! Spencer took you out on chair two! Okay, right. Jeez. But she literally
1: ran straight over my board and straight into me, and I had no other choice but to just eat the most ungodly shit I have ever eaten.
0: I mean, you went straight to your butt. That wouldn't say that was the hardest beef that you've ever taken.
1: In the last five years, that's the hardest beef I have ever taken, yes. Okay. It definitely is.
0: Anyways, and then we left her up top. Not really left her up top. We watched her from midway.
1: (laughs) Midway is the bar that's halfway down the mountain, so we finished the run and stopped, and we could see
0: her and watched her. While we drank and smoked our cigarettes. Yes. Which was great. It It worked out perfectly. Because it took her forever to get down the mountain. And then when she got done, she was like, I think I'm done for the day. And we're like, okay, bye. And we left. And then we drove her all the way home. And then we drove ourselves home. And then we packed up. And then we came out here to work. And now we're recording.
1: I am so fucking sick of not working somewhere close to my home where I can be home.
0: Somewhere close to your home where you can be home. Yeah, could have said that so much easier.
1: I don't care. <laughs>
0: you just I want don't want to be closer to home. I so don't you can live get to home?
1: sleep in my yeah. bed every night. That's the
0: whole point. I want to work and live closer to home so I can live at home. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: That is what I want.
0: It's fucking right, right. there. Exactly. But you know what? I we're in
1: know. West Point, California, but we're in West Point together.
0: Oh my God! You are now thinking correctly. It's true, though. It is. We are together. Not many
1: people get to literally work together as well as live together, which I feel like half of the population would murder each other, but you know what? We make it work.
0: Hey, what are we going to talk about this uh, episode here? (laughs) That relates, doesn't it? It It does. does. I think so. I'm correct.
1: Workplace homicide.
0: And? And? Did you
1: fucking add on to the theme of the show again? I
0: thought you had had statistics.
1: No, I really, really, really really was going to do some background, and then I just didn't. You
0: dropped the ball. Of course you did. Every week you do. Uh,
1: That's so not true. I carry this podcast.
0: Oh, With my research,
1: and that's it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm so glad I know computers and I can edit files and I can add files. To be and real. I can make them MP3 files and I can get it set up on our RSS podcast website. I'm so happy I cannot do any of that.
1: To be real, anymore. I just like research murder and then Wade makes the rest of it happen. And uh, sorry
0: for the audio. We don't. I. I I'm not going to spend money on an audio file until later, which is coming soon. And then we'll be able to... Support us,
1: and then we will. God damn it. We're poor, man.
0: Exactly. Tree worker salary. Our is cut. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. It (laughs) is, though.
0: (laughs) It is, really. We're losing, like, $1,200.
1: And we don't get to go home every day. We get to go home for two nights and three days, basically. So I would like that to not happen, but it is what it is,
0: I guess. It is. And relating to that, in
1: 2011...
0: No! The Yeah, let me read this one. The U.S. Bureau of Statistics...
1: The Bureau of what?
0: Of Labor Statistics... Uh, Wait, of of what? (laughs) I can't say it. Say it! Statistics...
1: There you go!
0: (laughs) ...of fatal occupational injuries announced that homicide is the second (laughs) highest cause of workplace fatalities do you hear that no that is the second highest cause let me fucking read my notes then
1: say it because it's important
0: second highest cause of workplace fatalities in the u.s and the number one cause of workplace fatalities for women so don't be cutting her per diem and shit, all right? Okay,
1: that has nothing to do with per diem, <laughs> and that's work. actually Sorry. very
0: serious. Oh, That's fucked God. up. It really
1: is. Like it really is. I know it
0: is. You don't know what it's like to have a vagina, okay? I don't, but I live with one. It's hard. I, it is. It's very hard. It really is on my side, too.
1: I'm going to punch you in the face. Fucking face. Are you kidding me? He thinks this is so funny. I'm, not, I
0: I'm trying to make light of the situation. <laughs> it's not I, light! <laughs> I'm sorry for trying, but I am.
1: I did do a little bit of research on background. Good old Wade did some of the background, so thank goodness. Um but I did
0: uh, sorry. I just I saw that one thing, like, on every Page that I so he set.
1: did a sentence of the background. <laughs> um, You're welcome! <laughs> but when I was Googling that stuff to try and look for background, that's what kept go- like coming up over and over again, is that women are so, 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 so much more likely to be murdered on the job than men.
0: Mhm. And I did Wh- find- Why
1: do you think that is?
0: Uh... I found a lot of statistics on the fact of like, romance gone wrong, and the guy got all pissy. But I also found out like, but the more than that, not the situation.
1: Like, why do you think?
0: Because they're victimized. You're victimized. You're already like the weakest link in the chain. But I why? Think. Because the society sucks. I don't know why. Why? What? No, I was just that way?
1: I was just asking your opinion cuz you're a man.
0: I I'm a I don't know. I'm fuck I'm split 6'4" 275 pounds, and you're like 5'10" 130. What? I'm not
1: 130.
0: Well, okay, sorry. Like 110 oh, like 115-120? 120. Yeah, so I I'm deathly afraid of you. Okay. I mean, if I went into my workplace <laughs> I obviously would not shoot any of the women, so I am not the person to
1: ask. That was very advanced past our conversation, but (laughs) yeah,
0: I mean, I'm not the person to ask that question to because I don't know why you would be All
1: I will say, I have never had, like, anything super explicit or crazy happen in the workplace personally, so I'm not trying to, like take that on and saying that, like, I've been through that or anything like that. But what I will say is being a woman, first and foremost, men are very gross and can be really bad. And secondly, we do get victimized. I think you're right in that, you know, comment that you made. I, I definitely haven't had any violence or, like, sexual assault in my field of work, thank God, I know it does happen very often, but I have had chauvinism in my workplace, I've also been victimized, like, in other ways in my personal life, so I just feel like women are taught to be softer and gentler, and you have to be nice, and you have to be polite, and blah 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 blah, blah. and then somebody who really wants to take advantage of you takes advantage of that, and then I can get to a point where it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not at all. It's really not. But I agree with you in the fact that I think a lot of it is like men who are pissed off that some chick won't suck his dick and then they do something crazy because they work together. I can totally see that happening because I haven't seen like anybody assault anyone else, but I've definitely seen workplace romances gone astray where one person is more in power than the other. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It happens. It does. but proceed continue
0: Uh, that was my sentence
1: oh well fuck the patriarchy that shit sucks yeah yeah
0: anyways related to our workplace romance i do have like a little short dive into a crime that happened in uh 1984 what about 1976 it doesn't relate i said i had a crime that relates can you just let me read my notes and you stop Reading them for me.
1: I'm sorry. Proceed.
0: I'm so drunk. I'm sorry. I've I'm had now. wine and
1: whiskey. I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty good.
0: <laughs> anyway, Richard, Richard. Richard Wade. What? Farley.
1: Richard Wade Farley. Uh huh. Your name's Wade.
0: I I am. He was a past employee <laughs> of ESL Incorporated in Sunnyvale, California. Which Is I've that never a PI for. company? No.
1: It's an acronym. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what it is. I think it's just a tech company. Okay. Uh, he became completely infatuated with 22-year-old 20, co-worker Laura Black.
1: I'm sorry, how old was he?
0: It uh, doesn't say. Was he old? Older than 22, yes. Okay. Uh, Black, which is Laura, she constantly refused Farrell and she actually like filed a restraining order against him, but the day before her court appearance to finalize the restraining order, Richard arrived at the workplace with over a 1,000 rounds of ammunition and went on a shooting rampage, killing seven, <gasps> injuring four, including Laura.
1: You've got to be kidding me. Wait, so he killed Laura or he injured her? I killed her. I. All because somebody doesn't want to fuck you. Like, Mm. are you kidding me? That's the only reason. Literally the only reason. I want to punch something. Proceed.
0: Uh, In July of 1976, a janitor, Edward Charles Alloway, he was a janitor at California State University, Fullerton, shot and killed seven people, injured two. According to Nicole... Smith Smith's she, article. Yeah, I was gonna quiet, say she did an article. Yeah. The quiet custodian. He actually fled the scene and then called police and confessed saying that I went berserk at Cal State Fullerton.
1: But why?
0: He just went berserk. He just went He crazy. just snapped. He just there snapped. was like no
1: specific reason. Oh,
0: he just said that he went berserk at Cal State Fullerton and just shot seven students and injured two of them. Just because? Just because he snapped. He went berserk. I, uh, these are short dives. I didn't go into them, so I don't have answers. I am not up satisfied. Okay. You look them up on Google.
1: Oh, my God. So we give you the basic information on this podcast, and then we get drunk, and then you can go Google it because.
0: Exactly. That's how it is. That's how it's going to happen. So this one actually happened in 99, but it was from July 27th to July 29th. That's so it was my mom's three birthday. Day. So it was a three-day thing. And Mike O'Barton killed his wife and two kids with a hammer before committing two mass shootings, one at Monu... Uh, wow. Wow. Where?
1: (laughs) Momentum. Is what you wrote. I don't know if that's what you meant, but it says... I don't think that's it. It says momentum. I
0: I don't think that's correct.
1: A high school. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's Momentum Securities. And the other place was Alltech Investment Group, and then he killed himself.
1: Oh, that's not a high school.
0: Okay. No, and that was all... Due to him not being able to get a job.
1: Wait, what? Yeah. Just because he wouldn't get hired?
0: like, yeah. That's a, a of hell items. of
1: a way to fucking I can't circumvent what that.
0: It was around something was like the investment group didn't do something for him, and he was employed at the security place, and he was like an invest. I don't fucking remember, but he killed his whole family. Went on a shooting spear at those two places and then killed himself.
1: That's why you come to booze, bullshit, and true crime for the great research, folks.
0: Exactly. (laughs) You didn't do any research?
1: I did so much fucking research. Are you kidding me? I'm going to punch you in
0: the face right now. You keep saying that and no fists have been thrown. Anyways.
1: I'll hit you in the arm real fucking good. That's it. Real good, That's all I'll (laughs) do.
0: Anyways. My case is actually about the Fort Hood military base shooting that happened november fifth, two thousand and nine. I have so never this heard of this case is very it's there's a lot of controversy around
1: it. Now. Oh what? Because of the military what? No,
0: because of how the case was or the sentencing was passed out.
1: It's because of the military, but okay.
0: Oh, it is? I think so. Oh, okay. You're so good at doing research. <laughs> Anyways. Nidal Hassan and his middle name was Malik. He was a U.S. Army Medical Corps uh, psychiatrist. And while Nidal was like going through his like internship and residency. goddammit, it, I cannot think of these words that I'm supposed to speak
1: that is absolutely the right word you're good
0: i know and he did his medical training and schooling at walter reed army medical center so his colleagues and superiors from there are actually concerned about certain comments and i guess not necessarily his work ethic but like his professional performance is what they had in question so, it gets a little bit gnarly, so sorry I'm like reading this really weird, but it makes me, it gives me heebie-jeebies.
1: Do you have to give some kind of warning before you say it? Is it something specific? What? Like, what he did, is it about, is it about rape or anything?
0: I'll get like in I, I say it a little bit later. It makes more sense. I'm just say
1: saying, it. if it is, it's a good thing to give somebody a heads up.
0: Because, yeah, it know. is a little bit. Uh, well, then say it! I fucking will! Stop interrupting me! No! Anyways, he wasn't married at this time, but they did describe him as, like, socially isolated and that he was really, really stressed about working with soldiers, as well as being upset with encounters uh, that he had during warfare. Question. Yeah.
1: Was he working in this field before he was in the military, or, like, that was
0: his first job doing that? It was his first job. Okay. He went in the military and then was a student at the medical school Gotcha, gotcha. Anyways... Back to my story again. I
1: had a question. Leave me alone.
0: <sighs> Niddle, he actually had expressed, like, critical views that colleagues described as anti-America.
1: Critical views? Critical? Is that the right word?
0: He had certain views that made his colleagues describe him as anti-war.
1: That makes more sense. Okay.
0: Okay. There are he mean, everybody has views, but these views were critical because it made him be described as anti-war. I don't think critical is okay, the right anyways, word. Anyways, they describe him as anti-America. The okay. An investigation was conducted by the federal, you know, FBI and Veteran Bureau of Investigation people. <laughs> uh, I don't even know why they exist.
1: Okay, really? Concluded that his Really? Il- oh my God. The FBI is why we have a podcast, basically.
0: Okay. Uh, again, back to my story. <laughs> they actually conducted an investigation into like his emails that he had with a a meme a, meme, a, Where? War, a, a Anwar? Anwar, Anwar La-
1: Al-Walaki.
0: Anyway, okay. The US government officials and some of the research that they did on this guy were pretty much stating that he was like a senior recruiter and fucking uh, motivator for the militant group Al-Qaeda.
1: A motivator? Like he talks them up?
0: Yeah, talks them up to make them go do stupid shit.
1: Oh, that's a fucked up job. Okay.
0: And he was also involved in planning terrorist operations. There's no evidence at all that has been released that could support this statement, but that's just kind of where the research was plugging along towards
1: but what and does some that mean
0: say huh they just didn't release any fucking evidence okay so everybody's saying that this but there's no proof to no back i got it. you i got you anyways the emails between the two were actually related to uh niddle's i'm not saying this dude's name right
1: it's either nidal or niddle
0: uh it was related to his like authorized work and his research
1: say mr hazan
0: Okay, Mr. Hazan, and that he was not a threat at that time. So, now fast-forwarding, days before the shooting, Mr. Hazan gave away many of his belongings to neighbors, and he was actually quoted by a local store owner saying that he was stressed about his deployment since he might have to kill fellow Muslims.
1: That literally breaks the heart inside of my body that's so sad and understandable if you identify with that religion then you're going to that country and killing people of the same religion that's fucked
0: up so you remember when i was talking about certain his certain views and like comments and stuff yeah it was towards him being anti-america but everything that was saying anti-america was because he didn't want to kill muslims
1: why do i like that
0: See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's ta- That's it's, his
1: religion. That's what he believes. He doesn't want to kill other people yeah. that are just innocently practicing that. Like, God damn. But that was his, literally his job.
0: Uh-huh. And this happened... No, he was a uh, psychiatrist.
1: I'm just saying, like, his job was to defend yeah. America. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, this... All, all this happened a month before he was supposed to be deployed to Afghanistan. Okay. He opened fire, and the soldier.
1: Wait! 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 wait. Uh,
0: Jesus, he's a psychiatrist,
1: grand. and he opened fire.
0: Yes, he went here to shoot people, so he went there with an automatic rifle and shot people. But he was a psychiatrist, so why was he shooting people? You could own a gun and be a psychiatrist. You
1: can, but why was he in the line of fire, fighting in the military if he he's was just not. a psychiatrist?
0: He's not. He went to the Soldier Readiness Center on base and opened fire on base, killing 13 people.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay. Got you. That's why you gotta let me finish talking. I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: Fuck. makes way more sense. It does if you let me finish talking. <laughs> so he was at the Soldier Readiness Center <laughs> of Fort Hood, where he was Based at, it's an American base. I'm
1: sorry. With other
0: American soldiers I'm that were his, his brothers and sisters. Gotcha. And he shot and killed 13 people and wounded over 30 others. Oh. The worst shooting ever to take place at an American military base.
1: Do you know how long it lasted? Fuck.
0: Can I... Th- Finish my story. That's why you have
1: notes, so I can ask you things and you can answer them. Jesus. Ten minutes. That's the answer, <laughs> by the way.
0: <laughs> stop reading my notes.
1: I'm just saying. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. trying to I'm make done. it natural. I'm done. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Finish. You read them.
0: You read them. No. Yeah, you read them. Anyway, <laughs> I'll read them. <laughs> She's giving me the death look. So, Department of Army Civilian Police. Sergeant Kimberly, I'm not going to say her last name. Ooh,
1: Kimberly, fuck yeah. Kimberly,
0: she actually encountered uh, Mr. Hazan exiting the building. She opened fire. They exchanged shots. Kimberly was hit twice, once in the (gasps) thigh, once in the knee. No! She hit the ground. She's fine. Yes. Her partner and fellow Sergeant Mark, obviously part of the same department, Fired on Hanson, putting him to the ground, and Todd approached him, kicking the pistol out of his hands. Wow. The incident lasted 10 minutes, like Bree rudely interrupted and said earlier.
1: Okay, girlfriend, whoever you are, good job, because that's fucking
0: terrifying. Mm-hmm. I
1: feel like I would have just run away. Yeah. If so I this is that. where
0: it gets weird. Oh, I like weird. So the FBI. The Department of Defense, the DOD, and the U.S. Senate all conducted investigations after this shooting. So the DOD classified this event as a workplace violence. The Department of Defense is the military, just so everybody knows. Pending prosecution. What does that mean? They're pending prosecution.
1: No, but is it only...
0: Because all these other people have to fucking get them too. Oh. The Senate released report, report describing the mass shooting as the worst terrorist attack on the U.S. soil since September eleventh. That doesn't make any
1: sense. That's not right. How is it the worst terrorist attack since?
0: That's the whole controversy of the whole thing. How do you? Why do you think that they're? I'm saying trying
1: that? to like create conversation, but I, I see that you're getting upset. But yes.
0: that's what I meant but which I mean why do you think they're going to do it from everything that I read why do you think they're stating that
1: they're trying to cover their ass
0: but why what do they have to cover their ass about you're telling the story you explain it I'm just curious
1: I I have plenty of reasons I'm just saying I think they want to cover their own ass I don't think they want to be liable for anything that has happened and I just think that they want to wipe their hands clean of it. That's well, then my why thought. would the,
0: why would the DoD call it workplace violence?
1: I mean, it is workplace violence. I don't know. You have to tell me.
0: Uh, okay, I am the judge, the jury, and no, your
1: opinion. That's all I'm saying.
0: I I don't have really have an opinion on this one. Really, I think it's clear cut.
1: Then go ahead.
0: I think it was work. It was. Not a terrorist attack.
1: No, it definitely wasn't a terrorist attack.
0: Then it was workplace violence. Yeah. I mean, that's...
1: But why, what is the benefit of them claiming it is
0: that over... It, I mean, it could have gone both ways. Maybe he wasn't on something. Because <laughs> they were stating I- that there was reports that he was screaming Allah Akbar, which means God is greatest. Right. And that's what a lot of the... right. militants scream so it could have gone both ways but at the same time everybody's painting a picture of him being you know a terrorist and the active uh anti-american muslim and then there's other how many how many reports are
1: there of him screaming Allah akbar
0: uh, none of them were confirmed okay so it was nothing that was okay no i think he was just
1: pissed off
0: I think it was more or less that everybody's trying to paint him as this fucking crazy terrorist dude, and really maybe he just wanted to not go and fight Muslims because he practiced Muslim. Do you and think he he'd really go
1: through all of that
0: though? I mean, if somebody is bullying you to the point of them being like, "Oh, you're you know you're a terrorist. That's why you don't want to go," blah, blah blah, and he's like, "No, I just don't I, like I don't want to go do that." So then. Being in that mindset, he's like, well, if I'm going to go kill Muslims, why don't I just go kill my brothers and sisters?
1: No, I agree. I think it's the same thing. true.
0: So, yeah. you can go both ways. But at yeah. the same time, the DOD went one way and the Senate went the other. And then the FBI, I really don't even know what the fuck they did. I don't. But
1: I don't want to, like, was super sentenced comment. He yes. to death yes. Oh. in
0: 2013. Oh. For the murders.
1: Okay. Damn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I kind of a little bit understand where he's coming from. And I never say that on this podcast. But I... Not that he killed people, but the fact that he didn't want to kill the people that practiced what he practiced. I'm not saying, like, his murders, you know. Makes sense, but... Okay. Okay.
0: It's hot.
1: It's so, so fucking hot. What? You can mean? you turn off the heater? I could do a lot of things. You can do a lot of things. I've seen them. So I did the Wakefield Massacre.
0: Oh. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Of course I have.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. That was like a huge, huge thing that follows like the, wait, the Waco Massacre?
1: No. Wakefield.
0: Wakefield. Okay. So I did the Waco.
1: So, yeah, you did that a while ago. We're good. We're caught up. We got it. The Douche Canoe of the Week. Is Michael McDermott? That's his name. Sounds
0: like a douche
1: name. He is a douche. He was second of four children born to a couple named Richard and Rosemary, who were both teachers. So they both taught. I read in multiple sources that he was um, molested by a neighbor or family member. It said different things depending on what article I read. So I did see that. That's not confirmed. It is a thing. Other than that, this um, sad tidbit from what I could gather, he did have a rather stable childhood, but he was molested by a family member or a friend of the family while he was young. So that kind of is substantiated, and that did happen. He also was known to donate blood every six weeks, like religiously, which is how long you have to wait between donating blood. And he did it, you know, on the dot, all the time, every six weeks. So that is a good thing. He served on the USS, what is it, Narwhal? Isn't that the fucking seal with the horn?
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: a narwhal has a fucking
0: unicorn. So he was in the Navy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it was a nuclear submarine is what he served on. So this position specifically required extensive psychiatric, like, testing. So this they
0: position? Yeah. What did I say?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they did test him. They put him through polygraphs, through questioning, all that good shit. Uh, obviously, he did enough to get by and pass these examinations every time they happen. So he was sane enough to pass the military's fucking questioning, apparently.
0: Well, he was sane enough to serve on a submarine, so he wasn't claustrophobic. He wasn't going to get, you know, go crazy, panic stricken if anything absolutely catastrophic happens and anything like that. So.
1: Actually, I never thought about that, but you're right. Like, specifically for his job, yes, he you was have to okay. Be mentally In, general, In general, no. no yeah. He was not okay. Exactly. McDermott worked as a nuclear reactor operator, which sounds very intense. I feel like you have to have at least a little bit of fucking knowledge behind you to do that. He spent six years in this position. Then he pieced the fuck out. And uh, right before his job started paying dividends. So he had that like, what is it called? Like retirement or whatever when you pay dividends. And he worked all the way up until a year before he was supposed to get it. And then he just... Said, fuck it. Which I thought was kind of weird. A year is not that long. You could have fucking busted out those 12 months, got those benefits, whatever. He did not. Eventually, he started working at Duracell, like the Energizer Bunny, Duracell. And he married his childhood sweetheart, and her name was Monica Sheehan. The marriage lasted a total of three years. Ending in Monica just fucking leaving him and piecing the fuck out. During this time McDermott ballooned to over three hundred pounds. Um, even though his job had a like strict weight requirement, so he was on submarines so we had to be like a specific weight, but he just said fuck it and Wait, got super fat.
0: What? He's not in the military anymore. Yeah, he is. Why is he still in the military? He got out after six years and started working at Duracell and then got married. Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: You're right. It's Duracell. Where he's working has a strict weight requirement of 300 pounds. There you go. My bad. Sorry. Weight is totally right. On October 31st, 2000, which like super spooky because that's all Hallow's Eve. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Michael moved out of an apartment in South Weymouth, Massachusetts. He was way behind on rent, like, way behind on rent. Um, He also left the apartment in really shitty shape. There were holes on the walls. The dishwasher was broken. Because the dishwasher was broken, there was a bunch of water damage all over the floor. Like, he just basically didn't give a fuck. All in all, he owed his landlord over $1700 in total. Um throughout McDermott's adult life, he repeatedly showed signs of progressive mental illness. Multiple sources claim that he would lay out Wait, what? Oh, sorry. Lash out. And, like, if anybody questioned his authority, would tell him to do something. This dude would just, like, totally freak out. He just lost it. He was known to spit in people's faces. So, if somebody did question him or, like, try and challenge him, he would just spit in their face. So, that's good. Um, and in one in- instance, he. Slashed a coworker with a knife, like in the thigh. He actually like cut them and like freaked out on them. And yeah, this dude was crazy. The tragedy that was the Wakefield massacre occurred on December twenty six, two thousand, at the business. What is it? Oh no, Edgewater Technology in Wakefield, Massachusetts.
0: Uh-huh.
1: This was the employer. McDermott was, um, working at when, like, the actual murder occurred. Let's see. In the time leading up to the massacre, Michael had grown furious after his employer alerted him that the IRS was basically, like, garnishing his wages because he wasn't fucking paying his taxes like a normal human, and that's what happens when you don't pay your taxes. So after he found out that he was getting his wages garnished, he asked for a cash advance on his paycheck, which was, you know, swiftly denied, which I never had a business I worked at that ever gave me cash advances until I heard about you talking about the company you worked at when we first got
0: together. Mm -hmm.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. That's a thing?
0: Most companies don't tell you that it is, but yeah. Most companies look at it, if you're financially stressed, you're going to be stressed at work, and you're not going to be productive. So if they can help you out in any way that they can, they will. And obviously they make a... Not most. off. You. Don't say most, because it's not most. Uh, a lot, a big percentage, a lot of, a very big percentage, and then a lot of the family-owned companies and stuff like that.
1: So he was blessed enough to have people to help him out when he needed an advance. I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, it's a thing. Moving on. McDermott, forty-two, wielding an AK forty-seven variant, a thirty-two caliber pistol, and a twelve-gauge shotgun. Um, fired off a total of 37 rounds in his workplace, killing seven of his coworkers. He specifically targeted HR and payroll employees. He shot all of his victims in the back of the head repeatedly. Um, the seven victims were Janice Henry, or no, I'm so sorry, Janice Haggerty, 46, who was an office manager. Jennifer Braggy Cappuccino, 29, was a marketing employee and had just become a mother. Um, she had her, like, marketing degree and had just worked at the company for a short time. Cheryl Troy, 50, VP of HR, was murdered as well. Mo. What is it? Rose Manfredi, 48. She was an accountant and had been in payroll as well. Louis Lavelli, 58, director of canceling. He also was a single father of four. His wife had passed away that year. So we had to deal with his wife passing away, being a single father of four, and then he was murdered by workplace violence so those poor 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 children how do you even come back from that i would just collapse into myself that would
0: be yeah i can't even imagine
1: how do you do that i i hope they turned out okay that is such a rough situation to come into i don't even know what to say about that oh fuck We also have Craig Wood. He was 29 years old. He worked for HR for the company as well. Um, Two employees were killed in the reception area. There were more killed in the hallway, and the last two victims were killed in the company accounting office. To get into accounting, oh, wait. Yes, to get into the accounting office. So he basically, he, like, asked for accounting. He had to wait. He said, fuck that. And he shot, like, a locked door with a shotgun in the area to get in. The whole spree lasted between five and ten minutes. Police came to find McDermott sitting silently in the reception area. His arms were on each armrest of the chair. He was sitting calmly. Um, His his weapons laid at his feet, and he had a tote bag next to him that had, like, so much ammo, you can't even believe. Like, he had plenty of ammo to kill everybody in that entire building. But when police found him, he was just sitting in HR by himself with his hands down on the handrest, just done. PD wrestled him to the ground when they found him in the waiting area, and they did that successfully with two shots fired in total. During the scuffle, the only words that he said was, I don't speak German, which will make more sense in a second. Um, McDermott, within McDermott's home, police recovered bomb-making materials and literature. During the trial, McDermott stated that the reason for his actions was that God had... uh, Oh no! I'm horrible. I'm sorry.
0: Dun dun dun. Dun dun
1: dun. Um.
0: That God had.
1: That God had.
0: Him to earn his soul back by traveling. That doesn't make any sense. Back in time to kill. There you go, Hitler.
1: So, basically, he had some kind of hallucination that God had told him that if he killed Nazis that were operating in the area, he would gain his soul back. So, he was just, this man was very sick. He was very sick. Um, The prosecution, however, stated that the murders were obviously motivated by his garnishment of wages when his company told him that the IRS was going to be taking some of his money because he owed taxes, obviously. They also showed evidence on McDermott's computer of searches of things like how to feign mil- mental illness, so that's not great. Like How to what? How to feign mental illness.
0: Like fake it?
1: Yeah. So basically, like, how can he be perceived as somebody who's super sick so he doesn't have to take responsibility for all this awful shit that he's did. As victim's family spoke, McDermott never once looked up or looked them in the face. He just kind of sat there with his head down and, you know, buried himself in a Bible, of all things.
0: That doesn't help, bro. No.
1: Yeah. So the entire time they talked, he was just quote-unquote, reading a Bible. So that's good. It's real good. No remorse. Now, that This dude does not give a fuck. Are you kidding me? He doesn't
0: care. I know, but I'm just saying that's what he's showing is no remorse. Yeah,
1: exactly. McDermott was convicted of seven counts of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences, thank God, without the possibility of parole. That's the harshest sentence that Massachusetts could like possibly offer him. So they really threw the book at him. He is still sitting in that prison today. Fucking rotting away. Um, I don't know what this is. I guess I did do background. Wow. Did I?
0: It certainly looks (laughs) like workforce homicide.
1: I'll do it real quick then. Okay. (laughs) Relatively speaking, um, being murdered in your place of employment is somewhat rare. In 2013, Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that in that year, 4,585 total injuries occurred within that workplace. And that's just injuries. 404 of those being workplace homicides, with 303 of those workplace homicides being categorized as shooting by another person, intentional. Even though women, you know, are more likely to fucking have that done to them, it still happens on a wide radius. Contrary to media representation, multiple mass Workplace shooting represented a very high, small number of workplace violence incidents. So basically what they're saying is like, shit happens at work all the time, small percentage of that are women, which is not true, but okay. Risk factors for workplace violence include coworker personality conflicts or differences of interests. Temptation or disciplinary action, drug or alcohol abuse, or a real or imagined grievance happening between uh, employees. So, Apparently, I did do uh, a little bit of background. I guess I forgot. I'm sorry.
0: Booze, bullshit, and And true true crime. Hence the first word there, booze. Booze.
1: I started we drinking wine a little bit too way much. before this episode aired. Okay, I love you guys. Bye. I'm sorry. I love you so much. Say something, booze, bullshit, and true crime on Facebook or Instagram.
0: Say something.
1: Say something. And then we also have Gmail. Booze, b- BS, and true crime. Say it.
0: BS and True Crime no, Gmail. What's our
1: whole email?
0: It's BS.
1: No, it's not.
0: It's booze, bulls, bullshit, and true crime at Gmail
1: Booze BS oh, and true right. crime at gmail.com. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I forgot. Send us something.
1: Yeah. Tell us how shitty we are because I know we are. <laughs> shitty. I'm sorry. I'm trying so hard. That's why you need to email us and Facebook us and tell us how we can be better.
0: Yeah, episode, like, 36. Whoop,
1: whoop. Something. We had all the numbers off, and Wade fixed it. So, bye.